welcome to another week of the Fiber Cup podcast. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Sweet. We're going to talk about some yarn stuff and a little bit of witchy stuff. We usually start out with news. I think the only news we've got at the moment is that we will be taking a week off next week so that Emily could go on a little vacation. Yep. I will be on the East Coast eating oysters, visiting witchy things. It's exciting. Well, Mm -hmm. we look forward to hearing all about it in a few Mm -hmm. weeks. I'm sure I will have lots of things for my acquisitions. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, we both finished something this week, like we promised last week. I'm impressed with us. It sucks. So mine, there are needles. So I'm a little bit lying, but it's just because I haven't done the Kitchener stitch yet because I finished my toe while we were watching Kenobi and I didn't want to do the Kitchener stitch. That last night too, the toe (laughs) while watching Kenobi. Yeah socks there mine are also there are a plethora of ends on the inside of here mm-hmm. um but you're you have finished knitting them you don't have to knit any more stitches all you have left is finishing work yes yes and i will do that later this evening because i'm going to try and photograph them before i go on my little trip so that i can release the pattern um at the beginning of next week because lauren has her lord of the ring shop update that we'll talk about more later in the episode Indeed. So these are colorwork socks that Emily designed using my yarn. They're designed to use uh, self-striping as well as a contrasting color. So different from all the stripes. Emily's is light with um, a light mean color with the self-striping popping through in the background. And mine is a dark mean color. Yeah. And they look really nice. And Mm -hmm. look at how much self-striping you have left when you finish. This is like a half a ball. I'm going to weigh it right now. I like my scale mm-hmm. being on my table that I can just weigh things while we record. Yeah. I have a decent size ball left too. I made a uh, giant man size socks. These, um, this is definitely... 66 grams. Mm. This is probably like 40 grams if I had to guess. Yeah. I test knit the large size. I was using my Thranduil self-striping colorway and build a pony, which is this little tonal brown. It's really good if you are making, um, if you wanted to stretch out some self-striping, if it's a precious thing, you could use, uh, you could totally use a commercial yarn for the contrast. So it could totally be a way to maximize the effectiveness of your precious self-striping. Yes. Should I make myself socks out of this? This is a totally sock amount of yarn. Perhaps. You could make yourself a beanie too. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of cute beanies in self-striping, which is good. Yay. Yeah. Or you can make yourself some little mitts to match your socks. Oh, mitts would know. be cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to bring these to you. These might fit your partner. I forgot to have mine try them on, but I think they're going to be too long for him. Mm-hmm. You both have large-footed partners, although their feet are dramatically different shapes. Yep. This was a really fun knit. It really, like, re-sparked my love of color work. Yeah. Yeah, and I delightfully did this while listening to Andy Circus read me uh, The Two Towers. I like it. It's great. Yeah. <sighs> Yay, we finished socks. So I finished another thing. You finished another thing? Oh, I think I know what it is. It's my cotton candy macaron. Yay. I haven't blocked it, it yet, but here it is. It really does look like cotton candy, like that like fake sugar pink and blue. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's all waffly textured. This is what I did for the end. It's just 
uh, mm-hmm. switches from the waffle texture to plain garter up for the mm-hmm. very last couple rows, which I think should be enough to prevent it from curling once it's been blocked because it's already like not even curling that bad and it's not been blocked. So here it is being worn. You also haven't done the ends on that one either. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm just pointing it out. So I think it's pretty cute. It is really cute. It's in Junk Yarn's Polly Pocket color. I will have mm-hmm. the sample with me for sure at Woolen Folk um, mm-hmm. in October uh, because Kemper will be bringing this color. Um, so I will have the shawl if you want to try it on. Decide if you want to make it. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I haven't been working on too much stuff. I um, been working on the Northeasternly blanket, but I didn't bring it over because it's in the middle of a row. It's a pain, but I have been working on my ripple bralette that is in the Ghibli yarn from Big Little Yarn Call. I am almost done with the twisted ribbing. Yeah, this is the first encounter sock set. I really like it. I do it a little differently than written. I just add length in certain spots to make it a little bit different of a fit that me and my friend that I'm knitting this for tend to prefer. I did this as a blog post a while back. So if you're in our Patreon, you can get our, you can get my notes on how I modify these, but almost done with the twisted rib and I have your little, um, ah, it matches nice. I know I have your little earth elemental charm with the little sprout growing up. I did that on purpose for the little Totoro theme. Mm -hmm. Totoro, Totoro. Do the sprout dance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I know he he didn't even watch the movie, but my partner was home this weekend and he, I was like showing him my little Totoro thing and he started singing the Totoro song. (laughs) I totally got it stuck in his head. But this is my vanilla project for the time being. I think through the summer, I'm going to make bralettes instead of um, instead of socks. Because really the only part that isn't vanilla is the shaping for uh, the top of the cups and the straps. And it's pretty quick. What are you working on? Uh, I have my vanilla socks going. This is the first sock. I am basically Ooh. start. I think I have started the toe. So are they for you or for? They're for gifting. They're for my friend Sarah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is in just a random Regia self striping that I've had for Mm -hmm. a while. And then I started a new project, (gasps) but it's only going okay. So I started (laughs) a Truche triangle blanket Uh in my labyrinth advent calendar from Knitting Yabi. And Mm -hmm. this. So they are 20 gram minis Mm -hmm. and this triangle is, oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Eight grams, which is, you know, not a great number (laughs) if Mm -hmm. you're working with 20 grams. So I didn't know I have two choices to make. I thought that I was going to be able to get three triangles out Mm -hmm. of each mini, which Obviously, I cannot if this one triangle weighs eight grams and I have 20 grams. So mm-hmm. my decision to make is should I change the number of stitches in each triangle to get three triangles or should I go up a needle size to use more yarn in the existing stitch count of triangles or should I get mad and abandon this whole thing? <laughs> I think maybe that yarn might be best used for a different project. 
Yeah. Something like a dotted raise or something. But I'm frustrated. I understand. That's that seems really frustrating. It's cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you went up a needle size, you're still gonna you trying to use like every inch of the each mini. Yeah, that's true. I guess I could just do it as is and only do two. But how many minis do I don't you know have? If the blanket will be I have 30 minis. Okay. Well, so that's if- 60 triangles. Is that enough? I don't know. So this is where's my ruler? So if it's 60 triangles, then it's probably going to be like a 20 by 30 triangle blanket, mm-hmm. right? This is seven inches wide. I am horrible at conceptualizing something. You'd have to show me like a, a pictograph of it. I have one Not on that my, you have to. I have one at my desk at home, but I don't have one mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Wait. So 60. I can't remember what I did on the other one. Well, if you have... I think it would be actually, I think it would be a six by 10. So there would be Mm -hmm. on the skinnier side, it would be six triangles across and this is seven inches. So it would be 42 inches wide. Mm -hmm. I think it would, would that probably make it more like a baby blanket size? Because like each square, like chunk is going to be two triangles, but not really because it's two triangles uh diagonally bisected so it's really just the the six across the top for the Mm. width yeah but six across the top means 12 triangles total right it does but it's still the same width measurement Mm. yeah i i i'm bad at this i'm i don't want to keep talking because i feel like i'm gonna make myself sound (laughs) oh no no it's okay it's confusing i i it it will be six of this length wide. Right. But that means 12 triangles across the row. And then how many rows could you do of 12 triangles though, is the thing. Hmm? 10, like I said, it would be right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, 42 isn't that wide. I mean, that's like a 3.5 foot blanket. So Mm -hmm. I think I might need to abandon this pursuit because that would be, it would be this wide. Maybe nothing yeah maybe something more like a mitered squares i don't know abandonment (laughs) (laughs) it is hard to abandon a child it's not quite my child yet it's Mm. it was new well it is one of your patterns yeah well but i already made it yeah so in light of that (laughs) problem i need something else to work Mm -hmm. on especially Mm -hmm. because i'm going on this trip And I'm pretty bored of my vanilla socks. I am like only really working on them like when I really want something to do and I'm around a bunch of people and talking. Uh, Mm -hmm. So like I probably am not going to want to work on them on the plane. I'm going to want something else to do. So what should I do? Help. Pick pick up the bralette you abandoned. Yeah, I do have an abandoned bralette that basically needs cups, I think. Maybe I started the, I don't remember. I don't know where that bralette's at. Actually, it might just be on the ribbing. Yeah, find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I should do another macaron. Should I do like a vanilla macaron just for the heck of it or do like a new one? I don't know. Do you have any new ideas for a new macaron set? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Things to yeah. think on. It's hard. It is hard to struggle. It's real. Yeah. And like, we're going to Rhinebeck and I 
I don't have any. I don't think I went. I'm not going to have time to design a sweater for Rhinebeck. That's no. definitely an unrealistic proposition at this point in my life. But I didn't know if I should like do a really vanilla sweater, like just mm-hmm. in like some stash fingering way I have to like be a cute Rhinebeck sweater. I could do like a boxy or something or a oh my gosh. So for anybody light. who <laughs> who is just listening, like Emily looks miserable as she's describing <laughs> all these things that she might consider doing that are technically her hobby. I'm very tired. <laughs> I know. I know. It's been it's been a bit of a week. I'm very tired. And uh yeah, yeah. I just maybe, I don't know. maybe, maybe pick something out when you're like feeling a little more like refreshed. I don't know that I will be feeling more fresh anytime soon. Uh, I'm probably not going to be. The issue is I'm not going to be feeling more refreshed probably until August. And uh, <laughs> I, but I still need like basic things to work on until then. This is my problem. Mm-hmm. Like I am still what knitting. They- it's not like my knitting mojo is gone, but my decision making mojo is gone. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have any like gaps in your wardrobe like you need more sweaters or more hats uh i mean like i think probably the most useful thing would be like a fingering weight sweater because i only have like like long sleeve sweaters i guess i only have one fingering weight two fingering weight long sleeve sweaters so i could do that i could make myself another one of these guys Mm -hmm. um but i would probably rather do stock in it yeah do like a boxy or something yeah, um, that does sound do appealing. Have, yeah. Do you have any sweater quantities in the stash? I'll have to look at what the quantity is on the boxy, but I have three or four skeins of that purple big little yarn co color that I kind of mm. wanted to design in. But like, I would definitely wear that as a vanilla sweater. Yeah, do that. That sounds It's nice. a similar color to the cardigan I'm wearing. I like mm-hmm. this cardigan. I like the color. Yeah. I also have like, I could easily make a fade out of existing fingering weight sweaters that I have. So I could do like a faded fade boxy. boxy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do so it. Maybe I'll mess around with that later. Yeah. You should look through your stash for inspiration. Like a lot of times, like when I'm feeling a little bleh about some aspect so of, cra- of crafting, going through my stash will help me mm-hmm. decide. Yeah. Some of my issue is like, some of the stuff I'm excited about is like complicated. Like Mm -hmm. I bought that I'm a sexy jellyfish from all one Sultan, Mm -hmm. but I really want to do like some fun cables or something with it, but I have to like Mm -hmm. do a bunch of work first for that. And I'm not doing that right now because we're doing the MCAL and stuff. So I just Mm got to like pick something that's kind of more plain that I could just chug away on. Mm-hmm. until I deliver to you the yarn for the MCAL in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, I have to, <laughs> I, I want to pre-swatch some. So I kind of mm-hmm. already have a plan by the time that yarn comes. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be fun. And I'm really excited that after a certain point in the summer, I will be through the majority of the self-striping. I have to die for the tolkien stuff. I like wrote it out for the rest of the year, how much more self-striping there is to die for that. I'm like, thank God. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's only like five or six more colorways. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. that was our rambling craft section because I have decision fatigue. <laughs> Real crafting in progress. Shall we talk mm-hmm. about things we acquired? Yeah, I got lots of those. <laughs> 
I only have a little bit. So I have a friend that just got a sticker maker and she made me some stickers and these are just totally like her exercising her ability to make stickers and like taking copyrighted artwork. <laughs> um, so there's some little Ghibli Kodama, mm-hmm. little green stickers. I don't know what I'm going to put them on. And she found some cool Star Wars art, tarot art. Oh, cool. Yeah, I really like the style. I would not have made some of some of the choices I would have. I agree with and some I don't. Well, I don't disagree with anything. I just pick different things. But like, mm-hmm. it's really cute. The twins are the sun and the moon, which is mm-hmm. nice. And of course, Padme is the empress. Like Obi-Wan and Ahsoka for the magician and the high priestess. Oh, that's and fun. Vader as death, which I like very much. So this is just fun. I should probably try and find the real artist so I can link to that. But this is just a a personal person doing things for funsies. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the only thing I got. Nice. Well, I had a friend fisting and we went up to Herophidian Hedge on Sunday, which is my favorite witchy store in Covington. If you listen to the show, you've heard me mention it multiple times now. (laughs) Um, It's very cool. But it's very cool. You should go there if you are in the Cincinnati or Covington area. So I got some stuff. They sell Emily's merch. They do. They sell all of the Magical Merit Badge pins. I got to Mm -hmm. see them there on display for the first time. It was exciting. So I got assorted things there. I got these really cool seed packets Mm, that have mm -hmm. cool like tarot inspired art on them and Mm -hmm. we got fennel because we don't have Uh any fennel and we got these um albino bullnose peppers so cool cute seeds i got this fire packet Mm -hmm. which says do not open because it's full of like mysterious chemicals and salts and Mm -hmm. stuff i'm sure but yes this you throw this in the fire and it turns your flames blue and like sparkly for a little bit so we're going to use this i think on the summer solstice have a little solstice fire i'm so excited it's gonna be good i'm like inviting other witchy people over if that's okay yes yes (laughs) so what else did i get i got this book Ooh, the illustrated crystallary yeah the illustrated crystallary by maya toll illustrated Mm -hmm. by kate o'hara and it's nice it's got like little cool illustrations oh a sticker Mm -hmm. fell out of it for every crystal and it has Mm -hmm. like the mohs hardness scale of every crystal it has Mm -hmm. um like what the witchy meanings are for every crystal and then there's rituals for some of them and like journal prompts for some of them Uh, So Mm -hmm. I thought this would be a neat resource to like add to when we do a crystal for an episode of the podcast, because sometimes I have a hard time finding like some of the witchy uses of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought the art was cool. It also has uh, Oracle cards for all of the crystals in the back in a little folder. Oh my goodness. That's neato. Yeah. So that's fun. They had a uh, herb version of this. And um, something else that I can't remember. There were three different versions of these. So maybe I'll pick Mm -hmm. up the other two. Um, But yeah, it's shiny on the cover. It's very shiny. Um, It's exciting. Yeah. And then I got another book, Witch Hunt, A Traveler's Guide to the Power and Persecution of the Witch. Interesting. by Kristen L. Sali, who wrote that Witches, Sluts, and Feminist book that Mm -hmm. I picked up in San Francisco and read. And it's like, or each chapter is like organized by place of like mm-hmm. 
different witch hunts and things that have happened there. So I thought that was neat. That is neat. I got this sticker uh-huh. that one of the nice. owners of the shop drew. It says Harafian Hedge, roast marshmallows, not witches. Very nice. Which is cute. And I got a new tarot deck. <gasps> That's wrapped up. I think we saw this one when you were here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it then because already buying so many things but i've been thinking about it and i wanted to get this one mm-hmm. it is the true black tarot Ooh, exciting mm-hmm. the, i'm opening it now for the first time so dig it <gasps> out unboxing yes so yeah it has uh the backs are all this mm-hmm. kind of shiny black and then it has these really nice like mm-hmm. dark paintings for all of the cards yeah very creepy, very shadowy. It's very, it's very, very shadowy. Nice. The art is just so beautiful. So lots of like gold and like marble bust mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. stuff. But I just thought the way that the light is like painted in these is so rad. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. They're really thick, pretty nice cards. It is a more expensive deck because it's like a really high quality print job and a uh, mm-hmm. lot like that art is really time consuming to make. It does not have the artist's name on this box, which they should they should consider putting their own name on their box. Um, I will look it up really quick. <laughs> you can look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Sweet. So those were my Harafian hedge treasures. Um, my other treasures that I've acquired, I did buy this necklace from Hekka's Creative, which is a nice local jewelry maker person. It's got um, some onyx and tiger's eye beads in the chain, and it's got a little hematite hanging from it. So that's cool. Very cool. And I think that those are all of my objects. Oh, I got a candle at Harafian Heads too. <laughs> it's like chestnut or something. It smells very nice. It does sound nice. Mm-hmm. Well, sweet. Are we ready Yay. to talk about Occult Corner? Yes. So we're going to talk completely out of our asses. Research was erratic on this topic. Well, I was really excited because Our Flag Means Death got renewed for season two. And I'm like, sea monsters. So I was like, ooh, let's talk about sirens. So that's where my internet research started. Sirens, um, most commonly known from Greek mythology and the Odyssey. But they, you know, as an amalgamation of a human and various animals, it's something that's been in the human imagination since humans had imaginations. Uh, from the Wikipedia, I did learn that before the about the 5th century BCE, sirens were depicted as both genders, oh. but kind of in the quote-unquote more recent times, closer to the modern era, sirens are traditionally depicted as female. And in the different like Greek mythological sources, they, they're not exclusively sea creatures. Some are de- like said to be like lying about in flowery meadows. But they tend to have like heads and busts, heads and at least a head of a woman or a human, but most often like the head and torso of a human. And the lower half can be uh, just fish or it can be fish and like fish tail with bird legs and bird wings. So some sort of like human fish bird combination. Of course, they call out to 
to sailors to lure them to their death. Odysseus famously, I don't know, it's famously the right word for a fictional character. Sure. I don't know. Odysseus really wanted to hear what the sirens had to had to say or to sing. And so he ordered himself to be tied to the mast of his ship and had all of his men plug their ears with beeswax and told him, told them that no matter what he said, not to let him down. So his crew like rode straight through the sirens. They, they didn't hear them. They weren't tempted, but Odysseus just went nuts until they were out of earshot. But I guess, I guess this is a pretty smart way if you wanted to uh, hear what they had to say, not die. But I guess that's what Odysseus is known for is being clever, if not ter- terribly ethical. <laughs> not that that wasn't an unethical choice of his, but um, the history of sirens like goes directly into the modern interpretation of mermaids it's it's definitely the source of all the modern mermaid stuff. And here's the part where I fell down the internet rabbit hole of like marine biological explanations for why old timey mariners thought up all these sea monsters. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> so one of history's most famous assholes, Christopher Columbus, thought he saw a mermaid in the New World and it was a manatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people think that both it's like a combination of seeing manatees and beluga whales mm. uh, with very lonely, isolated men saw that and thought it could be a human woman. If you were to see the underside of a beluga whale, they can kind of have these little like fat accumulations that make it look like a human pelvis with knees. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely something there. And uh, manatees actually have a little different bone structure from some other sea mammals. Their fins have more like distinct finger-like shapes to them. So they look more human as well as their necks have a higher degree of rotation than say like a dolphin or a whale. And that gives them a more human-like quality than other sea mammals. Mm-hmm. So there's that explanation as to why some ancient mariners might have thought beluga whales or manatees were lady mermaids. But there's also the, the um, I don't know, sightings or traditions of seeing krakens and like tentacly sea serpent creatures. And those came from one exciting marine biology source and one kind of like more mundane ones. So giant squid are like a real thing that exists. And I'm sure that some people have like, some of those corpses have washed up on the shore and rightly so terrified the bejesus out of people. And they're like, oh gosh, Mm -hmm. that's a real thing that happens. And, you know, giant squids, some giant squids like fight with and or eat some whales and whales can have to come up to the surface. So therefore like people hunting whales might've seen some giant squid interacting Mm -hmm. there. I'm conjecturing here. So that's like the very interesting, but more mundane explanation. And the other explanation for krakens and sea tentacled sea monsters is whale penises. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So whale penises look kind of like fleshy tentacles. They're kind of conical tentacle shape. And depending on the size of the whale, it can be three feet long. Uh, and it turns out that some whales, when they have sex, and I'm going to try not to put any like human uh, moral judgment on this one, they tend to like have group sex, let's say, with several males and one female, and they 
And sometimes uh, a guy who's not uh, uh, catching the lady's eye at the moment will just belly up to the surface with his tentacle penis in the air. Mm. So it's pretty logical to think that if you just saw a lumbering shape and a three foot tentacle coming out of the water, that it might be a sea serpent or a kraken. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And this is not a sea creature, but perhaps the roots of the Cyclops as a monster of mythology is because of elephant skulls. So if you don't know what an elephant skull oh. looks like, mm-hmm. it is worth a Google. I have no like educational background in natural sciences like this. So uh, please don't take my word as gospel, but like there's a giant hole in the middle of the elephant skull, which, which possibly where, where, you know, like the sensory apparatus for the trunk comes out of mm-hmm. and the, the eye sockets are more on the side. But if you just look at it, it looks like an enormous giant skull with one eye hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. And what are, what are, what would a, a you know, you know, 1000 BC era Greek person to think when they saw an elephant skull of course they think it's a giant person with one eye yeah like what i mean what did people think when they saw dinosaur bones back in the day of course it's a dragon yeah that's mm-hmm. cool and that is um i guess my haphazard research on on sirens and other things that uh old-timey mariners would see and and what they probably actually were love it Mm-hmm. The ocean is a scary and mysterious place. It is. We don't know like as much about it as you would think we do living we know, right by it. We know more about the moon than we know about the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some scary stuff down there that I'm very curious about and curious in a way that I'd like to watch a TV show on it. Not that I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So yeah, a little dip into the... Uh, source of sirens love it did you have anything to add or no nope i'm just along for the ride (laughs) i'm happy that you guys are along for my very unstructured ride it was good nice awesome so to close it out we have a little bit of shameless self-promotion i am having another tolkien theme update on june 5th which is a sunday at 9 a.m pacific i will be having Two self-striping colorways, Legolas and Gimli, because of course we have to have them together. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun. Uh, Legolas has a self-coordinating uh, colorway, Arendil, which is a nice gray. And Gimli has my one of my favorite emerald greens, which so is pretty. Bobo's front door. So there's coordinating colorways if you needed a coordinating project for those. And I will also have the two contrasting colors for for knitting up the Luthien socks. If you wanted a contrast that would look well with my self-striping yarns, but isn't the same as one of the stripes, there is nice creamy off-white shadow fax here. Which is the one I'm using. mm -hmm. And this nice tonal brown, which is Build a Pony, which is the one I use. They're both named after some of the best horses in all of Tolkien. Yeah. At either end of the spectrum. The best as far as like actual best and the best in our hearts. Build a pony. <laughs> yeah. That uh shadow facts will look good with the Gimli as a mm. little, yeah. little pair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real fun. I mean, build a pony actually might look good with Legolas too if you wanted like a Oh, it totally does. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. 
Well, sweet. Uh, did you have any promo? I have my trick or treat Halloween advent calendar available on my website. You should pre-order it. Uh, if you would like to join in, there is an option to add on a sock set of Lauren's yarn. That will be a fun mystery color for the advent calendar. You can also add on a matching project bag if you wish. And the calendar itself is 12 charms uh, that make you a spooky, cute Halloween charm bracelet, or you can use them as stitch markers uh, and then you get a pin too. So fun little packages to open leading up to Halloween. Uh, I also have a new pin design available on my website. Uh, it is my pastel rainbow knit heart. Uh, so it's a little heart shaped pin and it has like stockinette texture on it that are various rainbow pastel colors and there's glitter in all of the colors. So that's exciting. I can't wait to see these in person. I'm very excited. Rad. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. We are honored to have you. If you're looking for any information about us, my yarns, Emily's merch, show notes for this podcast, head on over to fibercoven.com. You can find linkity links to all that good stuff. Yeah. And until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.